0: Howdy hobos, all you digital vagabonds, all you beautiful transients of ether. My name is Mark, I'll be your camp host. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. Hey, I'm not sure if you're like me, but most of us are concerned with our health and most of us would like to be leading healthier lives. And there are several factors that stop us, whether emotionally, mentally, or physically. Um, But today we're joined around the virtual campfire by Chris Gruden. And Chris is going to give us some ideas on how we can holistically heal our bodies and our minds and our spirits. Uh, Chris and I go way back. He's been on a few of the past episodes of the Virtual Campfire. So when you get done here listening to this, go back and listen to some of the past episodes and see how Chris came to be where he is now. And um, I think you're really going to enjoy his journey. Um, I'm really loving what he's doing right now and how he's pushing boundaries to help people recover from drug addiction, emotional suffering, poor physical health, you name it. Uh, You can find Chris on Instagram. He is at Almagraph. So if you don't already, go follow him. And if what he's saying here rings true to you, reach out to him for details on how you can work with him uh, to make your life better. Um... Or just tell him how great he is, because he's just so great. Um, Before we get started, though, I want to take a minute to remind you that there are a bunch of other Open Lines radio netcasts available for both your listening pleasure and your educational development. So when you have a free minute, please go visit www.openlinesradio.com and check out all the different independently produced podcasts that are available to you. Um, And if you go to the upper right corner of the webpage, you'll see a list of all the programs. Just click the Netcast you want to listen to, and you'll be magically transported to the SoundCloud playlist. And there you can binge listen to every episode of your favorite Open Lines show, Sh- or shows, I should say. You can also listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much any podcast app. Just search for Open Lines Radio and start listening. And also, while you're visiting OpenLinesRadio.com, if you're feeling generous, Please feel free to donate to Open Lines Radio to help cover some of the costs associated with keeping this ship sailing. Just click the donate button or you can go to paypal.me slash openlines and donate that way. We really appreciate all the support we've received and continue to receive. It takes some of the pressure off the administrative side so we can focus here on the creative side. And also be sure to follow Open Lines Radio on Instagram at Open Lines Radio. Follow the Virtual Campfire Podcast at Hobo Safe Camp. And follow me, Mark, at tincan.telephone. If you do that, you'll always be up to date and you'll never miss an episode of your favorite Open Lines Radio netcasts. And one more thing One last thing If you're interested in producing your own Open Lines Radio netcast Please send me a message on Instagram At Open Lines Radio And let's get your voice heard Okay, enough about that It's time for Chris So what are we going to do? I think you know the drill by now We're going to pick up the glimmering tin can telephone That sits before us We're going to put it up to our ears And we're going to revel in the beautiful vibrations That are about to bestow our ears It sounds super dramatic but I assure you, it's just life. Chris, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo I ramble all alone
1: I'm
0: just a rambling hobo I ramble all alone Ain't got no one to love me no place to call my home. You said it's kind of like it's a new a new field?
1: Uh, it's a new field that I'm going into just because it... Well, okay, so it's not a new field because the recovery field has been around for quite some time. I'd say over almost 100 years now to be started around the ni- early 1900s. And, um, but the application of nutrition and health and effective detoxification is brand new to it and it's still lacking. What we have now is the 12 step program, methadone, Suboxone, counseling, very poor counseling, and incarceration. So people do not have a chance to thrive in sobriety, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, that, that's why I I applied that word as new.
0: Right. Right. But your approach, your approach to the problem and solving the problem is something that's not necessarily a
1: mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's maybe I would say 10 to 15% of the facilities out there that are using a holistic approach to treating addiction. And, um, I mean, I'm not only trying to work with addicts. I'm actually working with more people with general disease than addicts at this time right now. But um, I think there is a desperate need for that part of healing, that modality of healing in the recovery field. So, yeah, that's where I'm trying to take it, Um, apply some very effective cognitive reprogramming and deep psychodynamic training to work through any emotional bullshit and um, again the health and the detoxification yoga meditation to build a strong foundation to thrive on the road to recovery so just trying to trying to change the game as far as recovery goes
0: so when you when you talk about health Mm-hmm. Is that are, you're talking about? Because I know when we've talked in the past, um, you were really your like diet is a big part of your life, or you know, or, or your conscious approach to your diet. So is, is mm-hmm. that a big part of it? Is it is it it's nutrition or is it? more Yeah. Than
1: that? No, absolutely. It, a big part of it is going to be nutrition. So it's a holistic approach. So it's, um, nutrition is going to be a huge part of it, but there will be other modalities tied into it. But um, for me personally, I am definitely going to bring a lot to the table as far as nutrition. Um, It's funny because we live in a day and age where as human beings, we just cannot figure out this whole thing around food and nutrition. And we're just running around trying to figure out the perfect diet, the perfect approach to food and to not be sick and like everyone is fucking sick. Everyone has a health element. So it's it's really fascinating to kind of look at that. And um, nothing's really working for a lot of people. So um, my my trip is to not look at food as the vitamins and the calorie counting and the mineral content and oh how much antioxidants are in it and polyphenols, all this shit. I, I don't think that is ultimately important, especially when it comes to healing and long term maintenance of health. I think the energetics of food are what's crucial for us to focus on. And I know it's gonna take a lot of time for us to kinda like catch up to that. And then once you're balanced out, um, as far as the elements in your body, and when I say elements and constitution, I mean your body as how it's comprised in regards to the elements. So earth, water, air, ether, and fire. Our bodies are ultimately made up of that. And the food we eat is comprised of those qualities. So... um, on a hot day, hot summer day, you probably don't want to eat a hot bowl of curry or a hot bowl of pho because it's going to aggravate the heat that's already in your body that's affecting you from your environment. Right. So it, it goes a lot deeper than that. that's just kind of a basic example. As the seasons change, as the weather changes, as your emotions change, so does the elements. So um, that's that's the approach I take to health and nutrition and then like I said once you're balanced out there then then you can kind of uh, you know worry about the antioxidant content and the the mineral content and all that stuff but at the end of the day your body makes that stuff the probiotics the the minerals the vitamins if you're healthy and you're thriving and the elements in your body are balanced guess what your body makes those naturally so, to actually like put those things in obsessively on a daily basis, it can actually create a further imbalance. So, um.
0: Right, because your body st- stops creating those if it, you're just giving it to it. Is that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially things like, like vitamin D, vitamin E. Um, I mean, I mean, there there are some that we want to kind of focus on, like as a whole, like humanity is really low on like magnesium. And you know, you know, you get you get a, some blood work done, and if you're low somewhere, I, I would suggest you know supplementing, but um, for a small amount of time. And once you're balanced, you want to start using your food to do that. Your food is your medicine. Yeah. So it's basically, like. Like a
0: a simplifying, if if you just go with basically your instinct of the foods that will interact with your current mood in the current climate, Mm -hmm. from there and start with that. Like if you can, you know, stop worrying about like all the other stuff, and if you just start with that one step, then all that other stuff will fall into place.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So someone like me, I'm a really skinny dude and I'm I'm really kind of lanky and skinny. Therefore, my body is primarily comprised of air and ether. So in Ayurveda, I'm a vata body primarily and secondary fire. So in, in the winter and in the fall where it's cold and it gets windy and dry, I need to focus on certain foods like warm, moist, cooked, nourishing foods, Um, fruits like heavy, dense fruits like bananas and avocados and oranges that are heavy and juicy and vegetables that are dense like uh, potatoes and beets and carrots, parsnips, all that stuff. That's going to actually weigh my body down into the earth. So I'm not like fucking blown away because I'm so ether based and air based.
0: What about someone like me who's primarily earth and fire?
1: Yeah, you're definitely a pitta kapha. You're you're fire and earth. So um, when winter comes around and spring comes around, and um, again, like these these apply year round, but you need to put a little more focus on when the seasons change. But for you, um, sometime like right now, where it's a v- spring is in full effect and the earth is heavy and moist and like c- picture cold mud, you know, that's what our earth is right now. And um, you want to eat very light things, um, breads, crackers, um, granola, things like that versus like nut butters and avocado and uh, bananas, like I mentioned previously. And um, you want to eat things like millet, light grains like millet and um, quinoa and beans. Beans will definitely help. Beans are a great um, pitta pacifying food. So, I mean, I could go... Down the list, but um, I think you kind of get the idea of the the quality of it. Yeah, man. Um, heating herbs right now. So um, yeah, yeah. Establishing that a balance in the elements in the body, and then the nervous system comes into a homeostatic balance. Then the body follows, and then you can kind of fall into this optimal state of health but um, we are focusing way too much on the viruses and the bacteria and the parasites in our body and all this stuff that's like the thing going on right now as far as the detox goes is like this whole detox movement is like got us all scared and worried first and foremost and we are taking very drastic measures to clean our body i went through that whole thing for many years where i i was sick there's stuff wrong with my body therefore i thought i had to like clean and cleanse and and go deep with it so um what people are doing is they're applying these kind of raw food diets or they're going fruitarian Or they're doing like an 80-10-10 diet and everything is raw vegetables, uh, raw fruit. And if if you do that for a month or three months, four months, however long people do it, you're going to get rid of some toxins. But you're also going to deplete yourself of a lot of very valuable things in your body. So it's not really worth that process. So um
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I and I I just I, I try to tell people just go easy. If you eat healthy to begin with, if you're mindful in your body, chances are you're, you're not walking around with a heavy load of toxins. So you need a, a light cleanse, you know? And um fast for a couple of days and that's it. Any anything after a couple of days and and You're going to create some problems, but um, a detox program needs to be customized to your body's constitution. That is crucial. I'm I'm totally, I'm not, I'm probably sounding like I'm against cleansing and I'm not. I'm like, that's my thing. I, I love to teach people how to clean and balance their body, but not just cleaning, balancing. I believe in nourishing the body while you're detoxing the body that is very important those two things need to go hand in hand it's not just aggressive cleaning it is nourishing balancing and cleaning then you'll get somewhere
0: it's i i would i think it's it's weird because it's like why do you think it is that like when 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 the majority of people are just just eating the typical american diet and we feel like shit myself included if we feel like shit and you know that if you can just just tweaking your diet and eating healthy you know that your body will feel better and you, mm-hmm. and we know that it's good for us but why is it so difficult to make that transition it's like this mm-hmm. week or two period where like you're trying to get from you're trying to get to that healthier thing but your body is just telling you no just- i think it's more
1: your mind because I'm, I'm actually working with a lot of people at that stage right now where they're like, I- I'm done. Like, I know this whole standard American diet called the sad diet. This whole standard American diet is fucking me up. I want to lose weight. I want to feel better. I want to just, you know, pass this on to my children But, um, so when you say the body doesn't disagree, I mean, is this out of experience or is this out of, no, this
0: is, this is, this is my problem. This has always been my problem and whether it has to do with eating shitty or, um, even drinking, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like I can go a couple days and then it's like, ah,
1: fuck it, you know,
0: (laughs) and, and right back to it. And then the next day it's like, shit, why did I do that?
1: So it's not necessarily your mind. I'm sorry, you're, it might, not you're right. Your you're, body. you're right.
0: It's not necessarily my body. It's just for some, but it's, but it, it, it kind of is because it's like my body craves, craves those things.
1: Got it. Yeah. So it's, I think it's primarily the mind, the body.
0: And you're, you're right too. It's a, it's my mind is weak. My, my, my mind cannot overcome the cravings of the body. <laughs> and, and, and as I'm eating shitty food, I'm, It's like, this doesn't even taste good, but it actually, but it does make me full. And I think that's probably what it is. It's like, like, and we've talked before too, where you say hunger is a good thing, you know, like it's good to be like good to feel hungry. Sure. And, but if, when I feel hungry, I just, that's when I'm just like, I can't seem to function. So it's almost like I'd rather be
1: fat and unhealthy and full than healthy (laughs) and hungry. (laughs) So the, I, I, I think when, when, you say the body there are times when it is the body and I think it's not common. It's not, it's not usually the case, but there's some cases where the body literally goes through detoxification. Like for someone like you, you would start eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of healthy grains and your body would go through a natural, natural cleansing process and your body's going to feel a little off, but it's, it's actually a good thing. It's like, for example, a fever, you'd never want to suppress a fever because you're, that a fever is grace. It's killing and going to work on your body and, and helping balance out and eliminate any um, bacteria, virus or toxins. So you're feeling shitty when you change that um, those uh, dietary habits and your body's going to feel a little off. But it's usually not that gnarly unless you're like, you know, getting down on fast food on a daily basis and you make a sudden change. And I'm also about gradual change. And I'm also about like that. Don't this don't strong arm yourself. If you want to eat some uh, some fries or some pizza one day a week or two days a week, treat yourself because the whole thing of like psyching yourself out. This is the mind, this whole dietary thing, this whole detox thing. In my opinion, it's like 75% mind, 25% body. Maybe even more mind than that. But it's all in the mind.
0: And, and maybe it has to do, too, with just the the way that we work and how there, we don't give ourselves a break. Because as you're talking, I'm thinking, uh, it's like you say, what, not to suppress a fever. And it's like, yeah, but sometimes you have to suppress that fever so we can go to work. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, And exactly. then
0: it, it's the same thing, too, where it's like, if, if I just gave myself a couple of days to go through that detox where I wasn't having to function at work, I could get over that. I, I could adjust to that feeling of hunger or get mm-hmm. past those, those faint waves of you know, me thinking I'm hungry when I'm clearly not. But when I'm at work and it's like I just can't deal with the lightheadedness for the day I've got to function. Yeah. It, you no, know you know got to what
1: I mean? eat whatever you can, whatever's available, whatever you can afford. You know, a lot of people, that's what it comes down to. I can't afford to eat healthy. Because it can be fucking expensive. And that's another part of, like, the way I work and counsel people is it doesn't have to be that expensive. Like, I, I will, like, work with people and, like, actually go into the fucking grocery store with them. I'll set up a session where, hey, let's hit the grocery store. It's for people that are just starting. Because, again, like, back to the mind. This is a very, you're breaking patterns from childhood, you're, I mean these are, these are the ways you've ate for so long and to like scrap that and restart is extremely overwhelming the, the see the uh, yeah I, I kind of now that you mentioned the, the body I kind of want to touch in on that more because the body has created homeostatic balance using these shitty foods and you remove them and it, and it, it ultimately creates an imbalance on the way to the ultimate balance right right so yeah there there is this kind of shock to the system and it's kind of like whoa dude this this don't feel right and that goes that ties in with um drug addiction um i guess an example can be applied to what we're talking about um one of my favorite therapists he approaches drug addiction with what let's not focus on the bad things about drugs. What are all the good things about drugs? Tell me about all the good things this drug does for you. And then he works with people on that and even they bring me peace. They, they quell my anxiety and my depression. They help me get through the day they, so on and so forth. Why can't you give yourself those things without the drugs? So you've established this dependency to remain in a homeostatic balance with those drugs. I
0: never thought of it like that.
1: So it's, it's not it's not like the addiction, it should be looked at differently. It's a survival thing. Your body needs those things to survive and to be again in a homeostati, homeostatic balance. Because once you start getting really depressed and anxious... That balance flips so again with the food you're changing the way you feel balanced so um, yeah there's a lot of commitments involved as far as changing your diet yeah
0: right and 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 I guess it's the same thing too when you're just when you're talking on a, um, a mental level is it's the same thing. It's it's like when you remove, it's like, it's like when you remove a negative, something negative, you've got to replace it with that. There's, there's a hole. And so you've got to replace it with something or else you're, it's just, shit's just going to fall back in there again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, there's that that time that, that week or two of time where you're not um, feeding that kind of um, emotional comfort Because for a lot of us, not a lot of us, all of us, food is linked to emotion deeply. Yeah. And especially if we had uh, mothers who were in in any way caring and nurturing, when we'd cry, they'd give us food. So we just automatically have that attachment to food. We feel better. So um, you take out the sugar, the fats, the hydrogenized oils all those things that your your neurological system is very receptive to and at the end of the day extremely addicted to there's going to be a weird kind of like state where you're going to feel off and in my opinion the best way around that time is to fast or if you're not ready to fast do a detox and move out toxins and more importantly reestablish the nervous system and the, the limbic system in the brain and the hypothalamus that are basically tied to your survive the ways of survival uh, sexuality temperature of the body metabolism so on and so forth are animalistic qualities um, rebalances so what you perceive as good nourishing food starts to change after that cleanser after that fast it's no longer oh fucking jack-in-the-box is keeping me alive there's this kind of realignment and rewiring of your limbic system in the midst of fasting it it, it balances the upper chakra centers i mean there, there, it's you look back to all the the realized beings who fasted and urged us to fast, Christ, Buddha, Muhammad, Nanak, there's something to it. And I'm applying it to something very basic like nutrition and health, but there is a a whole world of things going on as far as fasting and and detoxification. And again, I, I urge people to be very responsible when it comes to fasting because it could create further imbalances. So there's a right way and a wrong way to do it.
0: That's interesting. I'm thinking about things in a whole whole new way. I've never really looked at food the way I've looked at food before.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if you're stuck for people like you, you just, I can't get past that, that two, three day thing. I would, I would suggest, um, a detox. And again, that's another huge commitment. It's like a lot of people aren't ready for that, but, um, that is one option. Or the complete opposite. Do a slow wean. One meal a day is gonna be very healthy.
0: Right, right. And I think I think if you could figure out a way that people who work six days a week could 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 detox without
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know and still have the capacity to function in in the workplace, like you'd really be onto something because
1: it's like I got one.
0: I'm thinking I'm thinking right now detox, and it's like, man, I get one day off a week. I've got one day that I can detox because the rest of the time when I'm at work, I like, I don't know, I just can't. The the main
1: protocol that I've written, you don't stop eating. You're eating the whole time. So I mean, there will be one day where you kind of want to chill out. And it's when you kind of purge everything out uh, with certain oils and you kind of want to like hang out near the toilet. But prior to that, the week leading up to that, you're doing your thing. I-, I tried to create this for like the modern day household, householder, rather, like the person who's working, person who has a family who, you know, the show must go on, you know, right. when you're fasting, you, you got to, you know, take everything off take uh take days off how's it going guys and um so yeah again it, um what i've designed is something where you can continue to eat obviously very certain things that you need to eat. apply certain herbs um, medicinal oils and uh, continue with your day
0: right on right on well i'm gonna have to get in touch with you and get on that plan
1: yeah it's um we need it man we are all kind of running around confused as far as uh, what it takes to be optimally healthy.
0: Well, and you can kind of, you can see how it happened in the eighties where we had this moment where um, women were usually at home and then all of a sudden they entered the workforce, but yet they were still expected to maintain the home and work and so, mm, yeah. so there were just these easier processed foods that were that made it so like this, a working mother, could still feed her family. Yeah, and it's, it was cheaper for the food makers to make it, you know, and and, here, and easier for the mother, and and actually they probably weren't that bad back then, but like now they've just gotten like processed food has just gotten the quality has gotten lower and lower and lower, but but society is programmed into that.
1: Most definitely. Uh, mean, that's, a, that's a great point because we don't have time to cook sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes time and commitment to cook for yourself because if you want to be healthy, like you need to prepare your own meals. You need to be in control of what goes into that food. And um, that again, that's another thing I focused on is quick, efficient ways to cook food. Uh, using slow cookers, mini slow cookers, even uh, pressure cookers, um, electric kettles, all these little quick shortcuts. I have designed a way to just like really get in there and spend minimal time and apply minimal attention and energy to getting your food ready for the week. Because I agree, man. Sometimes I, I get off of work, I'm like, you know, like I, I just don't have time to do this. Yeah, the cooking part's that not, not the part I don't have time for. It's the cleaning
0: up after the cooking that it's like it's like do I want to cook this? Like what is what is it gonna take after the meal? <laughs> is it worth it?
1: Yeah, I got tricks for that too. <laughs> because I, I get it man. I get it, you know, like we, we have a very limited amount of time to apply to that, but it's so worth it.
0: Well the thing is the thing is I have we have the time, we just spend it looking at our phones usually true so that whole
1: fucking that whole addiction that whole nightmare of (laughs) a whole other topic yeah but um yeah and i think another really important and fascinating thing to look at when it comes to diet and what is good for us and what is not good for us that most practitioners and most lineages of medicine and healing don't look at is what did your ancestors eat? And I'm not talking fucking paleo diet and uh, all that shit, because, I mean, the paleo diet says, oh, we were cavemen and we ate meat and that's what we should eat. It's like, no, dude, like that's so not accurate. I'm talking about where your ancestors were, in the world what, what climate they lived in and what foods they ate and that is genetically imprinted in you and it's not the easiest thing to go back very far but even a couple generations will give you some answers um, as far as things you you can't tolerate so you're we're all genetically tuned to eat certain things and um, For example, the Asians, like people who are from Asia can consume large amounts of soy and not have issues. And um, here in the States and most other places, like we really struggle with soy. And um, European people can eat larger amounts of dairy and meat and not have huge issues because they've been eating that shit for hundreds and thousands of years. So to tune into that, you can get some answers. Yeah,
0: I like that idea.
1: Yeah, so, and again, not going too extreme with anything. Another thing I've noticed is, like, people find this diet that works perfectly for them in the sense that it, it cured all their ailments like they'll do a fruitarian diet and these people will just start eating fruit that's all they're eating I'm like oh all my ailments went away this is great or they'll do like a, a paleo diet or they'll do a fodmats diet or they'll do i've known people who do carnivore diets they'll all they'll eat is fucking meat and these things help a lot for a limited amount of time. They're medicinal diets. That's, that's how we should approach these diets, these ketogenic diets. All these different diets is medicinally and apply them for a month, two months tops, and then fucking close the cannon on that and get back to a balanced diet.
0: Right. You can look at it as the same thing with taking any kind of medicine when you take it
1: right. for a long period of time. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, to be on a ketogenic diet or a paleo diet or a fucking fruitarian diet for the, for the rest of your life, you're going to have some issues, man. <laughs> and that, that's what a lot of people are doing. People go vegan. People go carnivore. They're this is yo-yo. And um, the, I, I highly recommend an Ayurvedic approach to diet and a traditional Chinese medicine approach to diet because they are... Essentially, omnivore diets. There's no crazy restrictions. All the restrictions apply to your body constitution. Again, which element sways your health and what element needs to be in check. And um, that's what it's based on. And they have this really beautiful way to look at food. To me, it's beautiful because it helped me to just let go of all the obsession around food. What is healthy? What's not healthy? What has higher nutrient content? What has more and um, antioxidants, all that shit is there is no healthy food and there is no unhealthy food. And in this day and age, that doesn't apply because we have a lot of like processed stuff and a lot of artificial ingredients. But think maybe like 500 years ago when it was just like the staples, just the basics, grains, meat, dairy, fruit, vegetables. There's no healthy food. There is no unhealthy food because it comes down to the energetics and the essence of those energetics of the food that's going to ultimately balance your health.
0: Right. And maybe we should stop looking at
1: processed foods as food and stop Uh, calling them food. (laughs) Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah, literally not food. Dead food. I mean, again, not food, just right. dead substance. Right. So, um, yeah, man, we're, we're slowly getting somewhere.
0: I like it. I like where you're going.
1: A yeah, lot, man. You
0: know, I'm, I'm already the wheels in my head are spinning for, um, for how I'm going to make some changes. Of course, I'm, my stomach's also churning. I'm a little bit hungry. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we'll see who wins this battle.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, all these adjustments in your diet don't have to be extremely drastic. M- maybe initially they might be a little drastic if you have to do some cleaning. But in the long run, they don't have to be so bad. And everything can be delicious. It doesn't have to be like fucking gross, like raw kale salads or nothing like that. It right. can all be very good and appetizing. Because um, again, it's just we're just rewriting the establishment of our taste buds and the flavor profiles of what we enjoy. So yeah, man. Again, it's worth it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think what helps too is I don't know what it is, but pretty much all the stuff that's not really food that's disguised as food and sold as food. It stopped tasting good. I don't, I don't... You know, it's like... Yet, it's still the thing that your body... Like, you, it's just what your body's used to. Your body has created this balance with that thing. So, it's a, it's about removing that, but putting something else in so your body's not out of balance. Yeah. Just replacing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: One, one, if you could do it one piece at a time, you don't, like, fall off the... You know, you know the, the wheel kind of stays
1: gradual uh, yeah. that's what i'm all about that's that's what i'm all about when i work with people is a gradual shift because when it's this like overnight thing it's just it could be a shock to the system but more importantly it's a shock to the mind and the psyche it's like oh my, I, I can't do this this is just too much i'm gonna fail then they go back to the old diet
0: what is that voice in our heads that's so unsure of ourselves
1: when it comes to diet or just when in it comes general? to
0: anything <laughs> when it comes to anything healthy i
1: guess when, when it comes to anything healthy, i mean it's it's like
0: this there's this thing that's like nah fuck it just just do it just forget forget that just
1: it's, i mean it's rooted in the ego if if and um it's a good question man it's just part of who we are you know and it's uh I don't know he kind of got me there's with that, always you know? there's always
0: this voice that's saying you never you'll never do it so why try?
1: yeah I mean you gotta say the opposite like literally like that placebo effect like trick yourself like fucking manifesting 101 type shit and just like again fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's what I do, you know?
0: And that's been my whole and life.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's been your whole life. Act like you've been really... there
0: before. That's like that's yeah. pretty much the, my motto. I never walk into anything and go, wow, I always walk in like I've been there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot behind that. That's a whole other topic, but there is something to it. Just in the last year, I've, I've, I used to spurn that shit. I used to shit, think it was so ridiculous Um, but it's not what people think in, in my opinion, my theory, it's not, you're not creating anything. You're not controlling anything. It is a premonition. It is, uh, an aspect of your intuition. Your imagination is just your intuition showing you what's possible. So when, when you're thinking of something, it it was going to happen regardless, but it's just your, your intuition kind of dialing in and being like okay this is this is it this is going to happen but a lot of people these new age people and people on youtube they're like you're creating it you're doing whatever you want you're playing god and it's i beg to differ right but again my theory they could be playing god i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean maybe i always i've always thought that if you want to manifest something it's more than just thinking about it you have to do the work
1: fuck yeah that too you know so
0: there's this uh there's, on the the loc- the san diego local sports talk station there's a, an afternoon show that i, I listen to just occasionally because i think i like the hosts they're they're, they're funny but there's, there's a one of the hosts of their afternoon show was talking about how He's just he he goes into like these stadiums and he just goes down halls and goes through doors that he he's not authorized to be in. He goes you wouldn't believe the rooms I've been in cuz I'll just go until somebody tells me not to. And rarely will somebody tell me not to. And like we just we hold ourselves back so much that like you know how far you can get if you just like like the door says do not enter but you just enter.
1: I love that. Just that that general metaphor applied to life
0: and then when someone says hey what are you doing here you're not authorized to be here then
1: you leave yeah but yeah but until until someone says that you don't know until you walk through that door yeah it could be some sort of opportunity some sort of chance to interview someone or engage with someone i agree man it's life is we are opportunity making machines that's what we're here for we're here to learn first and foremost, but we're here to establish opportunities constantly. And that takes work. Like you said, you're not just going to sit in your room and fucking manifest this shit. That's a part of it. But to get out there and do the work and step out of your comfort zone on a daily basis is crucial.
0: And it's the stepping out of your comfort zone. Cause the work's really not that hard. The hard part is getting yourself to do the work.
1: Yeah. That. Yeah. Exactly. So that that comfort zone is is the most detrimental place we can live, dude. Like I'm 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 really working on social engagement and finding the power in my voice. And I'm doing shit that I never thought I would ever do. I'm I'm part of i a, a, I'm taking an improv class right now, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. But it's just a matter of just being like throwing myself out there with the sharks and feeling that fucking anxiety standing up there on stage and being like oh my god oh my god <laughs> and just making that breakthrough yeah that's so awesome. um, it's just um, gotta push yourself man create those opportunities be that opportunity making machine I love it I love it yeah man
0: well, man, this was awesome. You you know you know I think you you know how on Saturday Night Live like they get the the jacket and they get to go into the back room if they've hosted five times. Yeah. I think you're you're in the lead. I think this might be number four, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're the you're the 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 guest I've talked to the most on this.
1: Awesome so man. I
0: appreciate I appreciate always connecting with you.
1: Are you? Yeah, most the definitely, man. It's good to hear your high vibe and jolly voice, and. Um, do it again man
0: when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through if you tell me that you love me
1: i'll be coming back to you